0: He is the voice of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs.
1: You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs.
0: With an iconic touchdown call that echoes throughout the kingdom.
1: He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City.
0: It's 4 o'clock on Monday, which means one thing. Mitch Holtus joins CDOT.
1: On the drive. Hey, how about those?
0: I am so excited to be joined by our next guest. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Centers. Mitch, yesterday, we're joined by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. You had your Kobe Bryant picture. I know you've seen the picture of Kobe in the locker room. He's got the jacket and he's holding the trophy. You had your version of that yesterday after them winning the AFC championship. You have been... A constant for this team the entire way. This one has to feel a little bit more rewarding, maybe, than some of the other ones because there was a different level of doubt about this team than the other appearances that this team has made this team never really hit its stride and started running it felt like like some of the other teams. this team lost to the Raiders a, a, a month and a half ago and ever since then they have locked in they have figured out their formula and they have regained their championship swagger
1: after that photo went up where I was in the hallway waiting to interview Patrick and I had the trophy with me and I just held it and I had a moment they took a photo of it. I didn't know they took a photo of it, but we put it on Twitter. But it was I was thinking of Lamar and Norma Hunt and what how they would have enjoyed that moment and me holding that trophy with Lamar's name on it. Somebody put out also on Twitter slash X today something that actually made me weep. I mean, I, I got tears in my eyes because I don't know where they found it, but it was me signing off, um, doing a, a Chiefs.com piece at the end of the Denver game when it was the lowest of lows. We lost 38-7 to to end the worst season in Chiefs history. And I just said, I'm living in the hope that there will be one day I'll do a report like this that the Chiefs have won the AFC Championship and have the one seed." That was in 2012. Somebody put that up. I don't know where they found it. Now it's, it's out there. Uh, you can find it because it's being retweeted all over. But the point is, wow, you just kind of soak it in and take it. Uh, you don't take it for granted. You're right, though, about this trip. This trip to get to the Super Bowl is different than the others because, I mean, haters hate and doubters doubt, but this team able to rally, but to win in Buffalo, when Buffalo was thinking it was the biggest game they had had since the early 90s in Bruce Smith, okay? Um, then the it was the biggest game for Baltimore in a generation, maybe more than that. And we went into two places that were an absolute cauldron. Buffalo was on fire. And Buffalo and Baltimore was on fire. And to go to those two places and to win games uh, like the Chiefs won it and just slugged it out really is there's a sense of pride but also of like a miscalculation of the Chiefs that if that they can slug it out with the bully. They can take on the bully. And they did that in these last two games, especially yesterday.
0: I could talk to you probably today for four hours because there are just so (laughs) many interesting things from the game. I got one more personal question before we get to the game. You are a person that studies and understands this game. You grew up watching the Steelers in the 70s. You grew up watching the 49ers in the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, and you called the games of the Patriots over the last 20 years that they have been the best dynasty in the history of the league. What is it like now to be the voice of one of those teams? As this team is officially a dynasty, whether they lose or win this game, the fact that they have went to four Super Bowls over the last five years, they have been to six straight AFC championship games, just this run of dominance that they have had going to another Super Bowl, especially this year, to me, cements that they are a dynasty. What is it like to be the voice of that team?
1: Honestly, it's made me appreciate the Patriots all the more from the standpoint that how hard it is to do to stay where the Chiefs have been under Andy Reid, especially and with Mahomes the last six years. Uh, I was talking to Ian Eagle about this before the game yesterday. I mean, the, we played 17 postseason games. That's seven total years in six, okay? But then to stay, everybody's shooting at you, to have that dynamic, dynamic and to be able to rise above it, uh, to overcome obstacles, um, and to continue to do it on a consistent basis – there's no sense of hubris, or uh, it's actually a little bit humbling, but it also shows you the importance, I think, of having experience in these biggest situations. I think I added up, and I put it on, on uh, social media, the first- and second-year players of this team, CDOT, are 58-0 in the playoffs. Think about that. They are 58-0. I'm talking the McDuffies and the Karloftises and this year's rookies. Overall on this team right now, the Chiefs team that will get on the plane and fly to Las Vegas has 353 combined career playoff victories. Mahomes is 14 and three, but you look at if Tooney can go, I mean, he's 15 and three. Uh, uh, There's 15 wins from, from Kelsey and others, but the playoff experience, successful playoff experience. I see it showing up the way it did for the Patriots when we were trying to knock them off. And, it showed up yesterday. It was the key factor, the factor in that second half was the Chiefs had been there, done that, and succeeded at that level. Well, I thought the Ravens kind of gripped it and lost it.
0: I thought yesterday that it was it was the perfect way for them to go to the Super Bowl. Yesterday was not perfect by any means. Like, their offense left a lot of food on the table, but their offense did just enough Their defense, you and I had this conversation earlier in the season that I thought that they maybe had the best unit in the NFL. Like if we went Miami offense, Miami defense, all 64 units, that the Chiefs maybe had the best unit in the league with their defense, and they finally just didn't get in their own way with penalties, drops, and turnovers. They won the turnover differential this time. They didn't record a drop this year. Baltimore had 95 penalty yards. Kansas City had 30 penalty yards. When you combine all of those things up with that defense, that quarterback, and not shooting yourself in the foot, you can go on the road and you can beat any team in the league like we just saw Kansas City do yesterday.
1: Yeah, ironically, the other two teams that would say to challenge you or or me saying this is the best defense in the league would be San Francisco and Baltimore because they have comparable defenses and that Baltimore is a historic defense. But you bring up a point that I was kind of trying to make three or four weeks ago in that the Chiefs had the most drops, the most offensive holding calls. They were minus 11 in the giveaway takeaway and still won 11 games and still won the division for an eighth straight year. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute. If they get those things cleaned up, there's enough concrete that was there to get you 11 wins overcoming all of those things because those other things add up to about four and 13. If those things get cleaned up, now you become a force. Because you have this concrete block setting there, which has been that defense and making opportunistic plays on offense. Now, if you clean up the penalties, you don't drop the ball, you start taking the ball away, you get to this point. And that's why I think it's been a different path. And and I don't want to say a better path, but just different. What are you going to say about the Chiefs now? That they're not tough? They can't win on the road? They just won back-to-back in Buffalo and Baltimore. Name any team in this league that wants to take that on in back-to-back weeks in the postseason, this team just did it. And uh, that's what makes this run impressive and special.
0: I saw a team, right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw a team that has completely leaned into their formula, and I saw a team that abandoned their formula. I love Lamar Jackson. He is a dynamic player. If you have Lamar throw the ball 37 times, something has gone wrong for their offense. You can't have eight carries between Zay Flowers, Justice Hill, and Gus Edwards. If Baltimore was going to win that game, they were going to win it off the strength of them running the football, and they just didn't really commit to trying to run the ball. Where Kansas City ran it 32 times, Pacheco didn't have a great day on the ground, but they were just, we are going to give you carries. We're going to give you touches. You are one of our most important players. What I've seen the Chiefs do these last three weeks is they have really leaned into their big three. They have really leaned into Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and Travis Kelsey. And I saw a team in Baltimore that, for a team that has an offensive identity, they just didn't look like
1: that yesterday. Goes back to my experience factor. They got down 14-7, to 7 and it was like they felt like they were down 27-7. to 7. You can be down seven points and just stay within yourself. And they started, like, chucking the ball deep, and the Chiefs got some excellent plays and some stops. And then when it was up two scores, they really got that way. Look at the way they started the second half. They're throwing these long go routes up in the boundary, and and Lamar Jackson's off, right? Uh, But the fact that 28 of those 53 guys for the Ravens got their first playoff win the week before against Houston, including Roquan Smith. And the Chiefs, as I just mentioned, um, had 300-plus playoff wins. That's where it shows up. Where you stay, you keep your poise when things go crazy. Roquan Smith couldn't; he blows up Trey Smith because he's mad. You get Zay Flowers who has to taunt, uh, luxurious Sneed, spin the ball in his face after the 54-yard catch. Only what the next player to to get stripped of the ball at the goal line? He's distraught. Well, dude, you just got in his face. It's the playoffs, and this guy's won Super Bowls, and he's going to take the ball away from you if he gets a chance. That was the difference in the game, and that's what I going into the game. I, I listed all of the attributes of the Ravens: best uh, defensive team in fifty-four years, and takeaways, and sacks, and, and total defense. And the only eighty-five Bears and the and the seventy-two Dolphins reached certain marks, and the and the Ravens had that, but they did not have the playoff experience in the AFC Championship game. And Lamar Jackson now faces the same challenge that Josh Allen faces, and that is. They can't get over that hump. And that AFC championship hump is a big one. Now, Mahomes blew through it uh, after 2018. But until you get past that mark, and Burrow's been past it, but he didn't win the Super Bowl, then you—that's a, that's a big hill to climb and Mahomes has climbed the hill, ran back down it, ran up again, and done it several times. Big difference.
0: I want to give you – let's do the Patrick Mahomes stuff first because I want to give you the Travis Kelsey stats too. So Travis Kelsey has now played a full regular season games of Patrick Mahomes, and it's just – it's crazy. Let's do – I got the Travis Kelsey In the playoffs, right you mean. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. In, a, in, in the playoffs, he has now played 17 games. Yep. In those 17 games, he has 133 catches, 1,516 yards, and 18 touchdowns in 17 postseason games of Patrick Mahomes. That's not realistic. Like, that is a video game character in the postseason. He had a different energy. I heard you say it yesterday on the broadcast. Hey, I've never seen him. I, I was picking up my food yesterday and heading home. Hey, I've never seen Kelsey this fired up for a game. He really set the tone, I thought, for the team, and just uh, hey, it is us against everybody else. And I thought the energy that he came out with, how physical he was in the game, how much of a nuisance he was. Where I mean, he basically goaded Kyle Van Noy into a personal foul penalty. I thought that Kelsey really, really set the tone for them in the first ten minutes of the game.
1: No stopping that dude yesterday, and it was like he had the fire of Zeus in his eyes. Uh, I've I heard him. Uh, and, I mean, he was animated, and he was ready to go. Uh, and he, there was going to be no stopping that dude in that game. I think it goes back to the fact that he got that week of rest. Remember we had the talk about, hey, he didn't go out there and get his record of the eight straight 1,000-yard seasons. And even if you do go out there and get two catches, you still have to warm up, you still use up fuel. The fact that he could just back up and let that week fly was huge for him because it gave him this extra boost. Now he's into the momentum of that postseason. Um and the key prepositional phrase of those stats that you read was in the postseason. To eclipse Jerry Rice is a big deal. But he's got, he's, he's got all the power he needs to thrust forward. And he was going to throw it all in that game because he knew, he knew what it was going to take to win in Baltimore, back-to-back weeks to win in Buffalo and Baltimore. And he, uh, he brought that team on. The other thing I want to mention that gets easily overlooked in this discussion is the offensive line. Now, Allegretti stepped in yesterday and fought his tail off against Metabike, who had one play, as I recall. But Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Smith, and Taylor took the fight to the bully. From the first snap, they did it against Buffalo, too. They are the guys. You said you go back, hey, they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. It was those guys on the Monday after the Raiders game that said, oh, that was a Monday. It was the Tuesday after the uh, Christmas Day game. They were embarrassed by that game, and they're like, no more. No more. They were like Kelsey yesterday at the beginning of this five-game winning streak. And this offensive line has played at another level. Have you seen false starts? No. In two of the places they should have had like four false starts, concentration level high. Have you seen them get blown off the ball much? No. They get to the point where they frustrated the Ravens' defense and forced them and coerce them into big mistakes. That play by Roquan Smith, stupid. Giving us 15 easy yards? I mean, they're going to get the ball back. And and uh, it set up the MBS play uh, just because Roquan lost his cool and Trey Smith was just nailing him all day long.
0: Right now, we're joined in studio by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I gave you the Kelsey stats. Here's Mahomes. This is from Rich Eisen. He is the first quarterback to ever start four Super Bowls before turning 30. He is the third quarterback to start four Super Bowls in a five-season span, joining Tom Brady and Jim Kelly. His 14 playoff wins puts him behind only two quarterbacks, Brady or Montana. This is his fourth Super Bowl start. The only quarterbacks who have more Super Bowl starts are Tom Brady and John Elway. Like, it's... We all know how great Patrick Mahomes is, but just... The fact that we saw Tom Brady for 20 years, and we even get like a five-year break or a 10-year break. The fact that while Brady was still playing, there was this kid that was coming up that if you argue that Mahomes is the best quarterback that you've ever seen, that is not a bad take. Now he obviously doesn't have the resume of Tom Brady. and That's going to take more time, and Brady put that together over twenty-five years of being a starting quarterback in the league. But if you said that Patrick Mahomes is the most talented and the best quarterback that you've ever seen, even though we have only seen six years as a starter, that is not the incorrect take to have when it comes to him. I can't think of another sport, another scenario, another situation where you could say that so quickly with the player.
1: His fourteen wins yesterday. Fourteen wins. First, of all, he's fourteen and three which is ridiculous, ties John Elway, Terry Bradshaw, and uh, Peyton Manning. And he's done it in his first six years as a QB1. His, in this AFC Championship game, going back to the threshold of the hill to climb or to break through or to jump over, whatever you want to say, his QBR is like 111 in the AFC Championship game with 15 touchdowns and two picks. The fact that he's had, what, six straight postseason games without a pick is crazy. He goes to a, another level. The look in his eye yesterday was another level. He knew he was going up against a one of the best defenses maybe in a generation in the league, or at least statistically, and he relished the moment. And then everybody kind of rallies around him. They had a great game plan yesterday. Matt Nagy and Coach and, and uh, right down the line, Girardi, all those guys uh, had, had an excellent game plan and kind of tweaked it a bit uh, to take advantage of uh, of what they think they could do against or could do against that Baltimore defense. But they they just took it to them. They, f- they threw the first punches, and Baltimore did not like it and never really recovered uh, throughout the entire day. In fact, it affected their whole team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought that first drive in which Kansas City ate up the nine minutes I mean, it just really set the tone. Like, I, I I opened the show with this earlier that I think the playoffs sort of force you to do something that you're uncomfortable with. Like, you kind of have to overcome your fear. Like, one of the criticism with Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy was that, hey, if you get San Francisco down, Purdy can't make plays down the field to beat you. Well, in order to go to the Super Bowl, they had to do that yesterday. That's been a criticism of... Um, Lamar Jackson that, Hey, if you create this kind of style, I mean, the criticism with Kansas city was and Josh Allen. Yeah. What was, can you play a clean game Mm -hmm. yesterday? In order to win that game, you had to play a clean game. And for so much over the regular season, whether it was Detroit, Philadelphia, green Bay, the chiefs had been the team that made the mistake at the end that caused them to lose. They allowed Baltimore to do that this time, whether it was the Zay flowers, taunting the Zay flowers, penalty, the Zay flowers, fumble, Baltimore just made plays over the course of the day that, in the end, you can't blame the officials, can't blame any of no. that. Like, you lost that football game.
1: Or Roquan Smith, just mean machine, a uh, longest yard, running over Trey Smith at, at the critical point of the game. Like, I mean, that's just losing your poise. I thought to get touchdowns on those first two drives against a team that had only been given up 16 points a game, and now they're going, we give up 14 on the first two drives and 17 and a half that I mean, that just that just wrecked their psyche and uh, threw them completely off kilter, including their coaching staff. When well, you're down 17-7, to 7, that doesn't mean you don't s- stop running the ball. It's like they forgot they had Justice Hill and Gus Edwards and the best running quarterback in the league. The, the only one design run, I was asking Dana about this on postgame, it was the fourth and one play where he runs mm-hmm. for 20, 21 yards. That's it. There was no quarterback power, not the stuff I watched on video against Houston. It's like, They just kind of lost it, and the Chiefs put him in that spot.
0: Right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. How poetic was it that MVS was the wide receiver that made the big play to to seal the win? Of of the whole season, the wide receiver (laughs) who has probably taken the most grief has been MVS. How poetic was it that he was the one that made the play?
1: And, And I said it. When I called it, it, it's it's just like his catch in the end zone against Cincinnati last year in the FC Championship game on right cheek, left cheek, right? It was on his butt. He, he made the catch. But it was like, I am not going to drop this ball. I've got Mollett beat by five yards. Here it comes. And if you watch the video, he's like going to use his his ten toes to catch it as well. He wasn't going to drop that ball and cradle it. Um, but, yeah, there was some real poetic uh, poetry there. But, this game was full of poetry. Sneed getting burned on the 54-yarder. Gets taunt. Knocks it away from Flowers. That's poetic. Nick Allegretti coming in of like, oh, we're going to get Nick Allegretti. We'll put Matabiki over him and just destroy him. Nope, that didn't work either. Dion Bush, a guy who had been well, – he played some for the Bears on defense, but mostly he's been a special teams dude. And he makes the interception in the end zone. That's poetry. Uh, we don't mention Butker. Butker ties Adam Vinatieri yesterday. With his fifth 50, uh, fifth fifth fifty plus yard field goal in the postseason, Adam Vinatieri—it's the all time NFL postseason record—and Butts got it tied with Vinatieri, and he nails a fifty two yarder that puts him up two possessions. And I'm telling you, that got into the psyche of the Ravens. They go into to ha- halftime thinking we're down two possessions, and the Chiefs get the ball. I'm I'll telling get, you that just that just threw them off.
0: I'll get you out of here with these last two questions. Charles Minna, who tore his ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are you counting on to step in for him? I mean, he maybe has the forgotten defensive play in that game because of when it happened. You know, the forced fumble, the strip sack. He has been a man on fire these last, like, three months or so. He's been their second defensive lineman, I would argue, behind Chris Jones. And I know Karloftis has been really good. But, I mean, those three guys have just played at such a high level. Who are you anticipating stepping
1: in for, Emenehu? Well, let's just talk about Emenehu first and foremost because I'm heartsick over it. Because in talking to him over the we, throughout the course of the year, Cdot, he's so excited to be in the Chiefs Kingdom. He, he, he's wanted to be in this culture, he's here, and he's loving it. And he was loving going into the postseason, and he's going to play the 49ers. This is his old team, right? Prior to, he had Houston and prior to that. And now he's not going to get to play it. The other thing about playoff runs is when you get injuries like this in playoff runs, it affects the next season. Like his, this is a January 28th injury that he's got. And think of Juan Thornhill. Remember he got hurt at the end of the 19 season and he really didn't get up and cooking again until 21. So hopefully Charles can come back, but you're looking mid season for him to be an effect uh, effective next year. To answer your question, it can be a combination of a lot of things. And that's the way Spags does it. It's never an apples to apples answer. Um, I look for Felix and Udiki Uzama to be up this week, but Herring's been playing. Chris Jones might play more on the outside. We've seen Chris play on the outside shoulder, uh, and he can do that with no issue, but then you've got to be stout on the inside. That's where big Mike Pinnell's been great, and losing Nottie now to IR is not good either, especially against a team that can run it well like, like you can with, with McCaffrey. But, It'll be a different – it'll be a, a combination of things on the outside. It won't be a one-for-one for, one for Charles, and you hope you, – but what you lose with Charles is the wingspan. He's got the Chris Jones wingspan, seven-foot wingspan. That play he hacks it out uh, from Jackson yesterday was a big part of that big old arm coming in there, um, and you and you will miss that, but, but Spags will
0: figure it out. I don't know how much like ribbing goes on between like the voices of these teams, but if you could tell the Raiders' voice that you are going to call a postseason game in Allegiant Stadium before he will, that would really warm my heart. You got to <laughs> tell him that.
1: You know, I, I didn't think about that. Uh, maybe I'll bring Justin Tucker along. He can put the T up uh, to kick. I saw that, that, that was, nonsense. <laughs> what he's stretching in there. It's like you having a party to watch the Super Bowl, and your neighbor shows up to do Pilates in the middle of your living. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, get out. is this trash day? Like, go, go do your, go to somewhere else. Yes, kickers warm up, or kickers kick on the other side of the field sometime because uh, you you can't kick on just the fifty yards you've got. But you don't do it where Mahomes is. Where he's going, I always do this. I have done this for 12 years. Dude, move it over. It actually can... seemed
0: like it fired Kelsey up more than it fired Patrick. Uh,
1: well, Kelsey no, seemed it, mad by it. No, Kelsey was the big brother walking with Patrick. Oh, is this the bully at the end of the street, the Ravens? No, they ain't taking your lunch money today. And I know it's the kicker, but don't don't put your tea right in front of where Mahomes is doing his drops. So that was Kelsey all the way, though, man. That was early in the morning until the end of that game. It was like – don't put your helmet and tea in front of my quarterback. What's it like to call the Super Bowl? Uh, nothing like it. And any, any you, I'm trying not to be numb to it. And here's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my answer. You really are calling two games at once. Um, you're going to get food. You're listening, but I'm really doing it for posterity. i I feel like I'm narrating some documentary that'll be heard by your children. Thirty years from now, you want every call to be perfect. It's the Damian Williams run to immortality. Um, it's the Kansas City you've got a champion on the on the pick by uh, Kendall Fuller, and uh, in you know in last year's game, uh, when you think about the, like the seminal moments at the end of that game, it's the Mahomes scramble with in excruciating pain, basically on one leg trying to drag it to get close enough for the field goal. Uh, It's the call of McKinnon going down with the most unselfish play you'll ever see uh, in professional sports to go down at the one because in the stat sheet he won't show up. But in hearts and people who remember, um, it's the Bolton scoop and score. Those are historic moments. You're calling history as much as you're calling a game. You really have to train your mind, body, and soul to do it different than any other game you do because of that.
0: That is Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs joining us in studio. Mitch, this is the last time that I'm going to see you until the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions against the San Francisco 49ers. Man, I
1: appreciate your time. I'll see you in the parade. Somewhere along the parade route, hopefully.
0: Can I be on your float? I, I yeah. told Rob, I am going to. I should have been in the last one. I text the mayor. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then the day of, he stopped replying to me. I would love to be in the parade.
1: I'm with Casey Wolf, man. Our pickup's full. That's fun. Oh, so, I'm with Casey Wolf on the back of a pickup.
0: I'll walk. I, I don't need to ride on the trail. <laughs> I jump I'll in walk. and out. I jump in <laughs> yeah, and out. I'll do it, that. Yeah, I don't mind doing that.
1: <laughs> man, I still see that in my mind, that first parade of coming over the hill on Grand Avenue, and all you see are thousands and thousands and thousands of people having the best day of their lives. And you see every race, creed, and color, farmers hugging third shift workers. There's no political crap. There's no nothing but just joy great joy and and unifying joy. And I, I will see that as long as the Lord gives me oxygen on this earth is coming over that hill in the pickup with Casey Wolf and seeing just an amazing sight that you only dream of as a kid. And I've seen it twice. And I want to see it a third time.
0: That is Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs joining us in studio. Mitch, safe travels to Las Vegas, man. Bring us back another Lombardi trophy. Let's go. Let's do it. Coming up on the other side, let's talk about the greatness, which is Patrick Mahomes. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I know you guys love my NBA comparisons, but I think you guys will really like this one. I remember the first time that I ever saw LeBron James play basketball. Rob, you remember that up to this point, ESPN really didn't show high school basketball games. It was a really big deal that they decided to show one of LeBron's games. They were putting it on a Thursday at 7 o'clock. And you had heard so much about this player that you wanted to see it for yourself. And I remember he made this pass And the excitement that Dick Vitale had. And Dick Vitale really wanted to call LeBron Magic Johnson. But like didn't want to go to the extreme because he was 17 years old. Well, I think we've now seen that that wasn't enough. That we were watching a basketball prodigy. But even for LeBron, it took him nine seasons until he won his first championship. And he was incredible in Cleveland. From basically the word go, he was amazing. It took him a while to win his first championship. What I am seeing from Mahomes is maybe the greatest like display of individual excellence that I think we've seen since Tiger Woods. Like, Tiger, you didn't even have to really understand or know golf. But you just knew that what you were watching was different than everybody else. We have seen a lot of amazing quarterbacks over the last 30 years or so. Like, I'm 35 years old. I've got a chance to see a lot of the greats. We've seen Tom Brady's entire career. We've seen Peyton Manning's entire career. We've seen Drew Brees. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. We have seen a lot of other great players. What he's been able to accomplish at this stage in his career is remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. Rob, he's never, when has he been down? Like you could find like a month you know, there was like a month in October, like a couple years ago, where just everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Chiefs. Or it's like an individual game or a moment, but they always snap out of it and they always figure it out. One thing that has like always stood out to me in talking to Rex Hudler over the years is that Hud played Major League Baseball for 10 years. HUD talks about some baseball players different than the other ones. The next time you hear HUD talk and you hear him talk about Ozzie Smith, he talks about him differently than he talks about other players. He talks about Bo's athleticism differently than other players. Randy Johnson, like even somebody who made it to the highest level of the, of your sport that you could. And I know HUD wasn't an all-star player, but you played 10 years of major league baseball. You're pretty damn good at baseball that even you can't acknowledge that there is a difference amongst players and that person walks along and plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, like over the course of the last like three, four years, like text line, we can, let's have an honest conversation. I would say that you guys put down other quarterbacks because they don't hold a candle to Mahomes. Hey Joe Burrow, what has he done? Josh Allen, what has he done? Lamar Jackson, what has he done? Like you guys don't really like any other quarterback in the league because your quarterback is an anomaly. The only comparison in the history of the National Football League to what you were seeing for Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady. not Joe Montana, not Peyton Manning, not Roger Stallback, not Terry Bradshaw. I mean, maybe someone will argue Otto Graham or Johnny Unitas. If we got to argue pre-I-have-a-dream speech, I feel like you understand the point I'm making. There is no comparison. Most players have a Lamar Jackson moment yesterday. Most players. You guys love Joel Embiid, NBA MVP. That's how he played last year in the postseason. James Harden, incredible. Incredible. We've seen his playoff displays. What Lamar Jackson did is actually kind of normal. It's really, really hard to be a champion. It's really hard to dominate a sport. It's really hard to be on top. The Chiefs just have a player that makes it look so incredibly easy. And I know we say that we should appreciate this and don't take this for granted. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm telling you to acknowledge that the Chiefs, they don't just have a great player. They have a unicorn. They have Messi on their team. They have Cristiano Ronaldo on their team. Michael Phelps plays on their team. Lance, well, maybe not Lance Armstrong. You know, he was cheating. That's the level of athlete that they, they don't just have a regular great quarterback. Baltimore has a great quarterback. Buffalo has a great quarterback. Cincinnati has a great quarterback. They don't have Michael Jordan on their team, though. They got Penny Hardaway on their team. Great player, all-time great player. So that's maybe the thing today that, like, I know we're going to say, oh, you got to appreciate the run. I, I think you all understand and appreciate the run, especially if you have been a Chiefs fan for a while. And you understand that this doesn't last forever. All things end. The Patriots run in. We saw it. The Cowboys run in. We saw it. The night runs end. You understand that. You understand how special and unique this is. You sat out there for the Lynn Elliott game. You were just outside in the freezing temperatures two weeks ago to watch this team play. I think you guys understand and appreciate how great the Chiefs are. I think even one step further that even with all the superlatives for Mahomes, I don't know if people just have the historical comparison for how this amount of success at this stage in your career, how abnormal it is, and how nobody else other than Tom Brady can say this. Not Montana, not Manning, nobody. They've been in the Super Bowl for the last five years. They've never lost. Uh, It's just, it it is mind-blowing what they have been able to accomplish as a team. And I think what makes this one even more special is they weren't supposed to do it this year. This year is more improbable than last year to me. And last year, the fact that they did it minus Tyree Kill is still kind of crazy to me. The fact that they did it with Travis Kelsey, an unknown seventh round running back at the point. I know we like, now we know who Isaiah Pacheco is. A lot of people didn't know who he was last year. Juju Smith-Schuster and a bunch of other people. And they did it with like a relatively average defense last year. The defense was one like this one, this wasn't the one you were supposed to get. This was the down year. This was Josh Allen's turn. This was Lamar Jackson's turn. And like a spoiled child, Patrick Mahomes snatched it away from him. Like he has done in each of the last six years. Think about what it has taken to beat Patrick Mahomes in the first six years of his career. It has taken the worst half of football that he has played since he has been the starting quarterback. It has taken Tom Brady and unprecedented offensive line injuries to be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And you want me to think that Brock Purdy in San Francisco, who is just down 17 points to the Detroit Lions, that they're beating them in two weeks? Okay. Good luck we still got some time. We'll take some phone calls here. 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. We'll get to the hits coming up at the top of the hour. We'll celebrate the Chiefs. They're heading to another Super Bowl. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app kansas city it's george carlottis and you're listening to the drive with carrington harrison on 610 sports radio and the odyssey app if you want to call in now is the perfect time to do so 913-586-7610 appreciate your time appreciate you making us a part of your red monday um You know, I'm going to save a Chiefs thought for the top of the hour. I just have one question before we get to your phone calls. Rob, really quickly before you answer this phone call. On a scale from 1 to 10, how tired are you of that Apple Wall Charger commercial? Because it's at a 13 for me. I mean, all the complaining people have done about Taylor Swift, she hasn't been on television nearly as much as that Apple TV commercial with the wall charger singing I'm tired when, when you whenever you start to memorize the commercials, you know that hey you've been watching too much TV or they've been showing it too much. every commercial break, every commercial break is Patrick, Travis Kelsey or the singing wall charger and I, I can't I, I can't do it anymore. I'm so happy that I don't think we're going to see that during the Super Bowl. We're going to get new, fresh commercials. Just new. Someone said, Carrington, I like the commercial. I did, too. The first time I've heard it, I've now seen it 317 times over the last three weeks. I don't want to see it anymore. There's a, there's a lot of bad ones. Like, we we got in a rut right now. Maybe it's because we watch so much football, but we need the Super Bowl commercials bad. I just need, I I just need a fresh pack. You know, I just Mm -hmm. need to click refresh. We just need some new commercials, you know, Hey, show me the trailer to a Marvel movie. That's going to flop in its second week. You know, give me something. I need something new. What's the new television show that I'm not going to watch come into the spring on Fox. What is that show? Please let's stop showing this. Please let's stop. Someone said every commercial break for 610 talks about Daisy Sour Cream. Well, that's different. It's because those are elite dips. That's different. Come on now. Calm down. Relax, okay? Relax. You've taken it too far. That's the thing. I give you guys a little bit and you take it too far. Shout out to Daisy Dip. I just want to go and tell you to just go ahead and get it. See that. Why are you hating? I love that commercial. I, I, I don't have a problem. I just, I don't want to see the commercial anymore. I got it. Your new phone. It doesn't need to charge until then your next phone comes out. And then that phone will need all the charging in the world. What's worse that or the wave of commercial is a March Madness where it's Charles Barkley for Capital One day after day after day. I kind of like the Charles Barkley commercials. I can't lie. I kind of like them. I kind of like them. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's the same commercial on every game you watch. Let me flip to True TV. There's that commercial. Let me trip to CBS. There's that commercial. TNT, TBS. I mean, that's how I know it's March Madness. I know it's March Madness when I see Samuel L. Jackson, Spike Lee, and Charles Barkley. That's when I know. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's take these two phone calls, and then we'll get back to very serious Chiefs things. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Hey, I and I have to actually, you know, work. So I didn't. I just got turned on here. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but I think how important it is for the Chiefs, how deep this team is and the guys that are coming off the bench and making plays offensively and defensively, but mostly on the defensive side. How important do you guys think that is for guys like Dion Bush playing three snaps and getting an interception? I appreciate the phone call, Brad. Thanks a lot. Do you think Brad was throwing shade at us when he was like, I actually had to work? Like, I, I'm working too. I'm at work. You, do you think Brad was yeah, throwing that, shade at us? That, that was a weird shot I didn't, didn't know. I didn't know if he was throwing a shade. I didn't know if he, you thought, that's what you thought he was is doing. Today, uh, it, uh, felt, it felt kind of shady. Like, oh, I wasn't listening because I actually have to work. Like, what do you think I'm doing? Maybe Brad's office, a lot of people call out because of the party. Okay, I didn't know. That's possible. Yeah, like, I just didn't know. The Monday after the Super Bowl people were always Ugh, uh, sick. I and mean, that happened after the AFC title game. I don't know. One of my friends, people at her job, they've already just they got they're starting to get ahead of it now, and they just go ahead and call off on that one time. No, the Chiefs have been incredibly deep. I just I thought I thought Brad was throwing a little shade. So the shade made me not want to answer the question as much. It felt kind of shady. And also the phrasing I didn't like. I just got turned on. What are you doing? <laughs> what's happening in your car, sir? Yeah. You telling me you've been in the car and you would, what would you listen to? It better have been us. You know what? Brad call back. Can we give Brad a pizza? We're giving out a record today. How many pizzas we giving away? Let's give Brad a pizza. Call back, Brad. I'm gonna give you a pizza. Matt in the OP. How are you doing? I might give you a pizza too. We'll see. M I Z baby. You know what? Stay on hold afterwards. I'll give you a pizza. My man. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, that's fair.
1: I think uh, Brock Purdy is going to be shooked
0: and cooked. He's a baby. He ain't going to make it.
1: We got it. We got it.
0: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to make sure you get a pizza, my man. I'm going to make sure you get a pizza. I'm still feeling away about Brad. I felt like he was throwing a lot of low-key shade at me. I didn't like the way that it made me feel. It made me feel bad. Someone said, out." are you more tired of them or the gambling commercials every two? Eh, I mean, it's it's close. It's a It's a 1A, 1B. I mean, every commercial break, they are trying to tell you to sign up for something. Every single one. I just can't. I can't do the Apple commercial anymore. I really can't. I want it to go away. Immediately, I would like for it to go away. All right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to regroup. We're going to get back to very serious football things coming up at the top of the hour. The Chiefs, they are going to the Super Bowl. I do want you to continue to call in. We're going going—we're taking calls today, and I want you to tell Rob that he's a loser because Rob has been pessimistic about the Chiefs for about six to eight weeks now. He has given the Chiefs no chance. He has had no hope for the Kansas City Chiefs, despite all of my stats, all the numbers. He has not given the Chiefs a single chance, but me, I stood alone. I never wavered off the Chiefs, just me and me alone. The whole city was ready to turn their back on the Chiefs, but me, I stand alone. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get to the hits. Keep it right here. It's the drive.